Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
everything begins with an honest, open conversation. The Empire is exactly that place, and you can just weigh in, listen, or debate with others about topics ranging from childcare, sex, religion, and politics. We talk about the things that matter, the things we experience, and we make plans for how we can better live with change. Real talk, real people, real issues with real solutions. Call 646-478-5625 every Sunday and Wednesday at 8 Central on Blog Talk Radio to get Empire with the Empress. Or you can log on to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the Empire, where the Empress speaks and the Empire listens. here, Lucius is not here, and ain't no boys kissing on this show. Just to let you know, that's how we going to start. Yes, it is Thursday. I'm going to have to revamp all of my commercials, all of my uh, spots, because everything is so um, at the cutting edge in time now that it's outside of my regular broadcasting time. It's a good thing. It's a good thing because we have lots to talk about um, and talk, as I said, in my little field. Talk is the beginning of how everything gets started to move. Um, I am an advocate of media. I'm an advocate of spoken word. I'm an advocate of voice. And I think that when you have something substantial to say, then you should say it. Um, I'm not saying that everything that I say should resonate with the masses. I'm just saying that um, when a truth is someone's truth, uh, be able to articulate that out and share that information. We're not in this world by ourselves for a reason. I think we're supposed to share. We're supposed to give to each other. But, you know, that doesn't always happen. But here on the Empire, that's exactly what we do. And just for the record, just for the record, for the record, this empire was broadcasting before. Just in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much because I'm going to say this, and this is a funny for me because I was almost excited when I heard about the Empire coming to Fox Network. And, of course, we're talking about the hit uh, screenwriting for um, Fox Network that Lee Daniels decided to pin and was and is now being offered a second season. And, yes, this is a hit drama that is on uh, Fox Network that aired its finale show last night and that had my phone buzzing like a damn uh, watchdog. I mean, all night long, all day long today, uh, just the discussion went on and on with regard to the Empire. And I would, I will say this, I did not watch the entirety of the show. I caught two episodes of that uh, drama that has been now just the first season. And just some of the statistics behind it, it's a new hit drama show that came to Fox with uh, stars of the likings uh, as Tarashi P. Henson, 
Terrence Howard and Derek Luke, all of which are excellent, excellent actors uh, and um, have very powerful roles that they play. Um, in this particular instance, I did. Um, I can say that they're, you know, good actors and that sort of thing that can bring a character to life and actually make it totally, totally believable. Um, the fact of the show being on Fox, uh, this is its uh, first season, and it has been, like I said, offered a second season. This is the first television show to create a soundtrack to top the R&B chart ever in Billboard history. Uh, it has a 9.5 rating on the scale that is used to determine whether or not shows are being viewed. Um, the range and the time that these shows are set for television are 8 to 10 central, and they get a certain rating. And in those ratings, they can be as high as 10s and 12s to as low as 1s. And this first season's rating consistently with this particular show was a nine and a half. It outdid shows on Fox dating back to 2005. It has had more viewers during this time slot that American Idol was just about monopolized every television once it came out back in 2008. CSI was one of Fox's greatest shows, and it could not compare. Even a combination of um, CSI, Survivor, and American Idol combined for the last three years, it's, it's, it's nothing compared to it. So it speaks for itself. It is appealing to an audience. How large of an audience and what age of an audience? This is an audience from the ages of 18 years old. 49, that's the projected age range for this time slot and for this particular channel and station. Um, the average show lasting only an hour has never brought in this amount of viewers. And actually, this show's highest up until last night, which was the finale, which happened to be a two-hour finale, which which probably affected a lot of the capability of viewing because for one reason, the, when you have a two-hour show, you run the risk of people's other shows going off and this show continuing and continuing to a point where they can kind of recap. So they went from a viewing for the first hour of 16.5 million people to by the end of the finale last night to 17.5 million people. That in itself is amazing. I was shocked. Shocked. Okay. So let me quickly stop the applause because I think that the interest projects a certain image that has to be tasteful uh, for people to view it. People are not going to turn their TVs to something that is not uh, entertaining. I don't discount that is entertaining at all. As a matter of fact, I think it speaks for itself. But what I did have the issue with once I saw the show is that first it was being compared to the Cosby show. Um, this is the only other show in the last 30 years that is being able to be even compared to such show because there is a family dynamic, although very, very opposite in its uh, uh, essence, it was very, very different 
two different shows, just two totally different shows. Um, Lee Daniels, the maker and the scripter of this show, was very, very decisive in why he wanted this particular uh, uh, set of dramas to be seen. And I think some of the reasons behind that kind of colored me from whether or not I wanted to watch it or not. I love Taraji. Like, boo-boo, she ain't boo-boo kitty, but she was somebody else. She was cookie. And I totally love her character. It was very similar to her Hustle and Flow character. I love it. I think it's the strongness of a black woman. It's the resilience of a black woman. And being a black woman, I can identify with some of those characteristics. What I did not identify with is the capability of taking all of those characteristics and crumbling it into this angry, mad black woman who decides she is willing to even take the life of this man if she hadn't got caught last night. I mean, the undertones are unbelievable, but Lee Daniels said this. He said, I think that the network and studios have underestimated the American public and that white people want to see people that are not white and that black people want to see people who are their own color. He says he totally understands the uh, influence of that, and he said that Empire is going to blow the lid off of homophobia in the black community, that homophobia is rampant in the black community, and they don't come out, speaking of black people, because of what the preachers say, what his mama say, what the other people in his family say, and we're going to kill all of that on this show. He also said he wanted to kill the whole theme of just being homophobic just for the sake of fear after he had done a stint himself in some type of community work in an HIV and AIDS clinic that was geared towards treatment and um, needs for women and children. He said that, uh, and I'm paraphrasing now because I didn't write this part of it down, but I think this is significant as well. He said that he wanted to um, sum up his need for exposure of this was to help save lives. Uh, you know, he wanted to save the lives of women who have men who are living this double life and to expose that. Um, I wish I had a buzzer where I did I could just push it because I don't I didn't see I didn't want and I have to give credit where credit is due because I didn't watch the entirety of the show. But there was nothing in the two episodes or the recaps of constant conversation on social media, on blogs, on everything concerning this show that spoke to the salvation of black life, black men, uh, the uh, coming out being uh, uh, anything other than that, announcing to the world who you're sleeping with, which I don't think is really a relevance for a public forum. Um, and actually the opposite is what I actually took in because I'm tuning into the show with a woman that clucked this man over his head. He dead. He's dead. Like, really, really dead. Like, bleeding out on the carpet dead. And not only is he dead, he's so dead. How dead is he? He's so dead that he's not even discovered yet by any of the people who uh, know. He's missing. He's a missing person at this point. Um, the person who kills him is not even an African-American person. It's a white woman who decides that her being pregnant by um, this 
this uh, this black man is more important than reporting an accidental killing, which is exactly what she did. I mean, she did not um, have a premeditation to harm. She was trying to rescue her baby daddy from him. And in the process, she didn't kill the black man. So um, I think that the things that I took from this was unbelievably scary. Um, I think it also, at the same token, was not even something that people recognize. I think on my thread today, which I think still may be getting hits, I'm trying to get to it so I can just reference it because I don't, want people to think that I'm trying to dictate to them what is the TV to be watched. I'm simply stating my opinion of what has been deemed great TV to be watched. Now, like I said earlier, I have over a thousand channels on my television, and very few of them do I even get to watch. But when I do turn it on, it needs to be something that is at least entertaining and uh Um, satisfying to me, but with the state of this world, maybe it's what I do for a living. I don't know. I just think that it's a pure um, insensitivity to co-sign this type of ignorance by making a, a melodrama out of it and calling it art. I mean, everybody. there's a video of one of my Facebook friends who says that he just couldn't understand why so many Christians were, uh, and I don't know how church got into it, but how so many Christians were co-signing um, this particular show, and it's maybe because they didn't have nothing else to do. Uh, one of my closest girl, one of my closest friends, who's not a relative of mine, I to her sister, she said she knew that I was just picking for show's sake and that she didn't understand how that this would get this this big. She said, Sharon, my whole point is this. I have not taken any of this, you know, back and forth to heart what we were doing online. She said she likes a good debate, but she said the younger generation is influenced by this type of program. But it did not start with empire. I bet if you go into some of these homes and neighborhoods, the negative impacts is for is for much greater to kids and young adults than what you see on TV. I don't know why you don't see positivity in our culture on TV. Maybe you're just watching the wrong channels. And I again asked her if she would let me know where those channels were into to even, that was earlier, 11 hours ago, and today, at this point, I still have not gotten the names of those shows because they don't exist. We don't have any shows out there. One of my other friends said that, you know, he was congratulating himself pretty much, saying that he was, you know, taking care of some of the youth in his community, and that is absolutely amazing and wonderful. It is a necessity. But I'm saying that when you can statistically know and you can look in any medical book whether it's 10 years ago or right now today, the influence of the media is the more um, dominating influence in the lives of these impressionable children than any baseball field or anything else you can do because of the amount of downtime. And actually because now of the availability of resources, you can watch TV in a grocery store, in church. You ain't even got to see it. It can be now um, on your iPad where you can listen or your iPod where you can hear it in your head 
I mean, you can listen to these shows on Hulu. I don't even, I didn't even have um, a full cable network. We just recently got switched over to something new, and it's the same cost, and now there are more channels, but some of what you even can't get access by paying for is free online. You can go on YouTube and look at shows that are just as accessible. So it's not a, it's not a shot at people who are giving back, and it's not um, a damning of black TV. I just say that we as black people have to understand propaganda when it's there. Propaganda is just a... Uh, it's where you get persuaded without even knowing that you're being told something about yourself repeatedly. And propaganda doesn't necessarily all the time have to be negative, but uh, it's very likely to be uh, with the intent to change the mindset of. I mean, this is the examples of of, of what they do in military, uh, in the military, it's done in psychology. It's done on purpose and broadcast. I mean, you're a targeted audience. We want to know who and, and what you are thinking. They go out uh, and they find out the people that this is most closely going to resonate to, whether it's literally or emotionally or expectedly just by statistics. Because just by statistics, some people are able to fall into categories they don't even know that they're in. Um, that is the same truth of of this show, and, um, you know, I, I, I was trying to explain this without doing a whole lot of videos because I'm always in the middle of going somewhere or doing something when someone says something that makes me want to talk back with them, and this was no uh, exception. Um, but propaganda is where it's on purpose to consider that there is an actual agenda. And you don't have to believe that this is an agenda to take the world to hell, which we're going to talk about church tonight. And it is not an actual agenda all the time to corrupt or damn another people to be the blue-eyed devils versus the brown-eyed devils. This is not a shot at any sect of people. But I think for you to ignore that the network who never – ever, ever covers anything of positivity to black people is the premier uh, station for which this broadcast even happened. Fox, Fox Network, a made-up broadcasting system that was just a bunch of people who said, we want to be able to say something different than this, and we have a freedom of speech to say something different, even if it's not the whole truth. It's just a part of the truth that we have, and our truth is just as good as the truth. That's where they put it on. This is the group of people who decided that we're going to broadcast a family that is broken originally by um, Violence, drugs, um, and um, sexuality. Um, and we're going to throw it out there and we're going to add some spice to it by adding a couple of radio um, moguls or people who actually have relevancy to the black community like uh, Snoop Dogg, like Pat and the Bell, like um, 
the girl who sang us into the show tonight. It's just the the power of what you hear repeatedly, no matter whether you like it or not, it shapes what you believe about yourself. And more than anything else, it shapes what others believe of you. And you have to be extremely careful when you don't pay attention to the message that is being said. I had one of my other girlfriends, and then we're going to take a break and go on to the show. But um, I had another girlfriend to tell me that this doesn't resonate with her at all. This is not her. And only a fool and somebody who um, is so far removed from reality and is living in this fantasy world would, you know, start to mimic their lives after that. But it, it, this is not a blueprint. Uh, it is a suggested idea of people that normally don't interact with each other. This is this show was probably viewed by more non-African Americans than there were African Americans. I mean, I ran into a lady at a restaurant saying that she needed to hurry up and get her shift over with because she needed to get home. This was last Wednesday because it was Empire time. I, she did. She uh, records it for her husband because that's what her husband wanted. And I had a friend with me at, at, uh, from Texas who too did not really, you know, um, watch the show, but he was like <laughs> looking at me like. She watched the show, you know, and we in, I was going to say Podunk, we in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, one of the meccas of the civil rights areas, and you going to tell me that I got to hurry up with my order because you need to get out of work so that you can go and catch the show. Craziness. Like, that's just crazy. So I had to get that off my chest because I don't think that is uh, one way or another right or wrong in how if you watch the show, I think how you watch the show, being aware of what you're being told about yourself, these are very, very powerful techniques. It is propaganda. And I'm going to tell you something. I also would like for you to please go online. If you're online tonight or if you're on the phone or can dial in or text in for, um, you know, uh, more information, just go look up Lee Daniels. Just look it up and read about his life because some of what was in the film, the film, some of what was in the show on last night was actually a narrative of something that happened to him personally. I mean, there was the last scene of the dad being taken to jail and then the, the son who had been ostracized his extreme life or his whole life for being different and being a homosexual, came onto the stage and performed a song that he and his dad had penned. That is absolutely great. But in reality, that show, that particular scene came from an experience um, that was shown in second person or first person. I'm not really sure because it was shown um, where this little boy had come out in front of his mom and dad with a microphone with his with a, a towel around his head to simulate hair because he was, you know, he was a little gay boy is what Lee Dan said, and he didn't know that that would cause that much of a risk. But it was significant enough to him and it was significant enough to some other family to uh, recant that and recall that. And so I think more than anything, this was a personal 
a personal um, issue needed to share with Mr. Daniels and the form that he used, the form that he was able to to use, which is fair. Um, but I think too that at the same time, for us to just accept this as a uh, art form instead of a biography for somebody, um, then we have to accept all of what comes with that. Because when you uh, when you show people what you are through a, a incorrect media, then you will suffer the repercussions of that uh, showing. I don't know um, if you get that, but I get that. Uh, it's not a right or wrong. Again, it's not a right or wrong. And um, hopefully, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know that I will watch it next season. I don't know what's going to be on next season. You know, I didn't determine that I was just not going to watch this show, but it just didn't fit in my appetite for what I wanted to see when I was watching television. It just wasn't that. And I hope that people can understand that that is just an opinion that I have. It is not the guru. It is not the word. And that it doesn't make me immature or make me closed-minded to know that that's something that I don't want to participate in. I'm not. So what we're going to do next, we're going to go on. We're going to go on in the name, and we're going to try to make things roll. We're going to talk about tonight um, this whole idea of, oh, Lord, we're going to talk about this church. We're going to talk about this jet, okay? we got to get this jet for Creflo Cre- Cre- Dollar. I am just unbelievably gone about the amount of back push that I got with this jet story. Um, I knew it was coming, and I knew that it would graduate past just the jet. It would go into the judgment of the man. Um, I'm just shocked. I can't believe that it was happening, and we're going to talk about it a little bit on the show. We're going to take a quick song, and, you know, I feel like we need to play this song to resurrect us back from the gutterage of empire. Let's play this song. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours, oh, one day when the war No man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, the spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus 
That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it goes down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be And the child, even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads, heroes to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego, the biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be ours located at 231 State Farm Parkway, Homewood, Alabama, or you can call for an appointment at 205-807-1736. Tell her the Empress. 
Mick. Yeah, we are back, and we are talking tonight about the church. Yes, the church, what it stands for, what it is, what it is not. People have so much to say about a whole lot of things, and so tonight we're going to talk about the Creflo Dollar issue. Uh, I had a guest that was going to speak, but now he has canceled. And you know what? I'm going to definitely get that boo button because I just don't like being stood up, period. But, you know, the show still will go on. It doesn't necessitate that I have someone on here with me to say my piece because, let me tell you, I don't need a co-sign when you – and I wrote this today. Oh, my God, epiphany. I don't need a co-sign because a co-sign signifies that you need some extra weight to substantiate your opinion or position or what have you. I do not need that. I'm very secure with being able to articulate what I'm trying to convey in the way that I do. And I don't necessarily need someone to give me an amen in the corner to do that. Uh, But coming up on future shows, particularly on this coming Sunday, we are going to have hopefully a special guest that won't cancel. He's going to come and talk to us about the man Moment. I, I call it the man moment, and I think that there is a move and a separation that uh, we women have to get out of the positions of men in order for the true destiny of our culture to be fulfilled. I'm not saying sit your butt down. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you have to allow the order to be restored in order for order to be in place. You can't ask for someone to uh, stay out of place and out of sight and out of mind if you're not willing to allow them inside of of, of that uh, kingdom or in, inside of that uh, situation in order. And the natural order, from what I understand and from everything I can see, I, I have yet for someone to show me where the order should be, you know, any other way other than the man being First, and I think that is an issue. Um, And we're also going to talk about coming up next week, not sure how we're going to talk about it, who we're going to get to talk on it, but I definitely have someone in mind about it. Um, The whole Breakfast Club conversation that Damon Dash had with one of the Breakfast Club members, and, of course, the Breakfast Club is a, a radio show out of New York, very, very powerful group of people who are able to talk about any subject and have the ability to talk to celebrity. And on this particular video, uh, well, this particular interview, he ended up being, they ended up being able to talk to, um, had to talk to um, Damon Dash. And I, I think they were just talking about the new, um, the new business that his son um, has in bakery and baking. It was seen to be a very uh, lucrative business and something that is taken off, and they were doing promotions for it. But the mindset behind how that came to fruition was telling. I think that I think that Damon Dash hit some very very key points with regard to need in our community, uh, black community, male community. 
But, you know, I'm just a woman, and some people just can absorb things better when they hear it from a man than they can a woman. I get that. I totally get that. Some people just don't like to even be instructed by a woman. Even statistically, black boys do better in school when they have at least one male black identifying influence in the school system whether that be a principal or a teacher or an athletic uh, director or something. So I understand the weightedness of male voice and male position, and I respect that. I do also understand when you just got a penis and you don't know what you're talking about that you might need to sit down. And the instruction is not something that you can learn and give without having lived a little of some of that. Um, I think that even spills over greatly into this whole discussion tonight about Creflo Dollar and his issues with the church. Now, on the 11th of this month, Creflo Dollar's church sent out a bid to have uh, his congregation give love gifts love gifts in the amount of $300 or more in order to purchase a Gulfstream jet that is valued at over $65 million. And after receiving criticism about this request uh, of his uh, congregation, who is described as being impoverished, the website for the church removed this request and disabled the page. Now, Creflo Dollar issued an appeal last week after claiming that an engine on his current private jet had failed, forcing the pilot to make an emergency landing. The page on his website initially asked for 200,000 people to make donations of $300 or more before they switched the language to asking for any love gift. And, and now the page is disabled. Now, Dollar claims that he and the other pastors needed the plane to travel for the extensive global ministry and that they could not use commercial flights because of the aid packages that they deliver. But the specifications of the particular uh, jet line that he is asking for uh, suggest that this is just a luxury plane. The luxury jet is called the G650, and it's, it's suited for transporting large amounts of cargo as opposed to passengers. So it's not really a plane for people as much as it is a plane for passengers. So the ma- the minister is a, is a major proponent of the prosperity gospel. He has a philosophy that states that God wants his followers to be wealthy and that the material wealth is a sign of God's approval. Dollar is a native of College Park, Atlanta, which is a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, and it is also the home to his church where many of his congregation do live. The last census data shows that the median household income there in that area is about $27,152. And that's just over about half of that is, in Georgia as a whole, is about 38% of the total population um, there. And and they live below that poverty line. So um, on numerous occasions, um, there has been, there have been requests Dollar to disclose his income or salary, but he has refused. 
He also has reported to own multi-million dollar homes in Atlanta, Georgia, New York, and New Jersey. So he owns lots of property um, that we see. Now, um, there was a statement that had to do with the conversation between Dollar and some other constituents of the talk in the ministry that I don't think make a whole lot of sense, but one of the clergy had this to say. Um, You know, the whole story is never really told, and and due to some of the recent uh, incidents with regard to uh, the couple whose plane died, the aircraft just wanted to be uh, up to par, they didn't want anybody to lose their life. And, you know, we did lose a pastor and his entire staff on their way to a convention. I do remember that. But he he kind of suggested that this was possibly a way for them to uh, resurrect or, or, or create a better situation for the travel for Mr. Dollar. And, and he said this. He said the work they do is important. They do feed, clothe, and educate people as well as passing on the word of God. It is not like it's going to be used to go on vacations to the islands. It really goes to some of the deepest areas of the world, and that work is to be done on a regular basis. Another spokesperson of the ministry said that he was not even aware that Dollar had asked for money and that – the new private jet request had been taken down, and he said that if it was his plane and it needed to be replaced, that that would absolutely be um, okay. The plane that he was using prior to this was built in 1984. It was purchased by the ministry. Um, It had logged over 4 million miles. It had taken global conference trips all overseas. And one of the uh, the ministry spokespersons said it is only by the grace of God that this jet had been functioning without any injury or harm to any passengers for over t- almost 20 years. So um, to to their credit, they are having um, capabilities or needs outside of themselves that may require flight and travel. I think my uh, guest is on the phone. If you're there and can hear me, let me know. 7896, are you there? Seventy-eight If you're there, please let me know. Last four digits of your phone number, honey. Hello? Can you hear me? I can't. I, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. And this is another guest that I, you know, was wondering that would chime in tonight because I think it's interesting to hear from a male perspective about the church because we know overwhelmingly, you know, and the reason why I want to talk about this is because there, of course, I don't even know. Did you even know about this out? Because when I sent the text to you about. Creflo Dollar, you asked me who he was and and what it was about. So you do understand that this is a pastor of multiple church bodies who is out of Atlanta, uh, out of Atlanta, Georgia. He had a jet that he owned um, that actually originally 
he had a personal jet that was being used for church purposes that was purchased through the church back in 19, I think, 84, I said. Let me go back. Yeah, 1984. That jet lost an engine. The engine cost and repairs to this particular jet would cost more than just soliciting a brand-new jet. Now, the tune to price of the new jet is $65 million. And in his asking for assistance, he ran a request at the church for 200,000 of his members to give at least $300 or more in order to replace it. That put uh, a lot of bad taste in people's mouths. And especially after he said that this would just be, you know, a, a, a gifting to the church for the purpose of travel. It was changed to a love offering. And because he's a prosperity teacher, a lot of people felt like this was inappropriate. This is the reason why people don't go to church. I got a lot of people saying, you know, that that's why I don't go to church because these pastors don't do nothing, but they swindle people and they trick people. And I, I, I want to hear from more than just me before I say what I think my piece is Because it's interesting to hear what men think about it About it mm-hmm. How do well, First right. of all what do, you, what do you think about that scenario? I just got to ask a couple questions You know Is he using it for personal use? Well He said that The plane would be used In order to travel to uh, the countries, the planes that he had used in the past had been used to go overseas. He had docked, let me get back to that information, he had docked over 6 million miles of travel. It says that the plane that he had been used had over 4 million miles docked. He had done trips overseas, uh, global conferences, uh, and it, along with travel with people, and uh, expenses to to give to these areas when it had to do with conferences, the the plane would have cargo and things that were being donated or, or sewn into. It said it suggested food, clothing, and educational devices that were being used to pass on the word of God. Now, so in essence, I think they're saying that this is a business vehicle that would be at his liberty to use it. Uh, Privately But it is a private jet jet That would be actually bidded From the church members as a gift uh, Which to me kind of is Iffy So I'm just wondering Under those circumstances Do you think it's appropriate Everybody Everybody always want to think the worst of things I mean unless Using it for personal use I don't see anything wrong with the church I mean uh, taking care of church business because it was it's for church use and churches using it. I mean, if that's you know wrong, then why is the gathering if they're not? What are you doing with money anyway? Because you put money in the offering every Sunday. You know they just needed to there so that they can along with the conferences that they're doing that's generating more income for the, the church body. You know the way that they got it set up. I mean, well, uh-huh. I think now really do you do you go to church? Do you go to church like that? Because because I think that that I I expect. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so you you're saying that if this was church. your church body and that's how we've been functioning, 
then it would be okay for us to do this. You're saying that. I don't I, I don't go to the church myself. I, I mean, I may show uh-huh. a visit for, you know, a, as a request. If somebody says, you know, I would like for you to come, I might say yes, depending on the mood that I'm in. But I'll go, uh-huh. sit, and I'll leave, take what I take from it, you know, because my set of beliefs may not be the same as the people who, and I don't want to, you know, mess with their worship as I as I think upon how I feel. Mm-hmm. Now. Oh no! You talking to me? Yeah, I'm not gonna go any further into about about that. But as far as this this cat and this this money, you know, I feel like you know. He asked the church for church benefit. If he's asking the church for personal benefit, I think they're wondering why is it costing $65 million to fix the jet, you know, when they probably got somebody within the uh, congregation that can fix it themselves. I mean, churches have people that do it for stuff. So they fix engines and of course being a church people you don't have to donate your money you can donate your time and your t- to make sure it happens sixty five mm-hmm. million dollars we think for that like with yeah. that's all it is they they try they play flagging how much money are you really asking for and what is it for you saying it's just for this jet engine I don't so you know sixty five million dollars like um, I go to the church and we're doing church things that I'm donating my time. That's my tithe in the book. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if I have a problem with me, then maybe you guys need to rethink why y'all giving y'all money, you know, because mm-hmm. I already feel like mm-hmm. you got to watch who's watching the money. You know, you give all this mm-hmm. money for years. I mean, you see, on first Sunday, dude seen his grandmother in the books, and my grandmother gave almost a million dollars to church, mm-hmm. over $100,000 to the church already. Like, who got that much in their savings right now? Raise your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how right. I feel about it. And, and I agree the because churches, they, they describe it. They got a lot. Mega churches around here because people are giving their money to the church for they believe they, des- they describe the yeah, church. Come back I know, but they describe this right. particular church. They but describe they this God. church as if this- God wants them to. Can you not hear me? Okay, no. they, they're you describing the church. They want to do. I ain't gonna say stop giving to the church because if we woke them and we needed some weapons, I saw going to the church, y'all. I got the money. I know you do. Let me get these weapons because uh-huh. there's something serious going on outside. Uh-huh. If you want to protect your church, you uh-huh. need to have Can some weapons around because they ain't worried about saving your life. They don't think like you think. They're not going to lay you down. You know. Yes. Uh-huh. Now, I'm going to say this. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. Let me anyway, ask this because they said that this particular. That's my take on that. Yes. Okay, can you hear me? 
Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I don't think you can hear me. Let's play a song because I don't think you can hear me. is not the building 
It's not the, the drums. It's not the music department. Those are uh, what you call ancillaries to it. No more than a bank um, is the building or the empty teller or the vault with the money. That's not the bank. It's the functionality and the capabilities inside of those buildings. And when you say that you're going to function as a spiritual haven for people to feel better about the lives that they live, to perform better in the lives that they live, and to have a a degree of relationship with an entity bigger than themselves, then everything that you do should be for the purpose of that. Okay. If that requires that you have a $65 million jet to do that, then so be it. But I can't see how, at the same time, that part of the scriptures that you're saying that this is a part of what we are supposed to do and that we're a prosperity movement, and then half of your congregation is, is on food stamps, like they can't afford to live, but you feel that it's appropriate for you to buy a jet. It's the same thing, even if we come away from Crepe Dollars Ministry and go to some of these local uh, churches, which are really, I understand that they are businesses in and of themselves, but the essence and the context for why they are made makes you wonder. That That's the issue. We need to be able to separate the business and the functionality of the building and its resources from the ministry or the work of that movement. Right now, Creflo Dollar probably got half of all of the money he gonna need for his uh, particular uh, GoFundMe. You know, I, I, I on a whim, I said I'm gonna, put, I'm gonna put me a GoFundMe up here and see if anybody give me anything. Ain't nobody gave me jack. Ain't nobody gave me nothing. And it's because people give to what they're emotionally moved to do. And move to feel is important, and unfortunately, I don't think that um, me needing to have a, a, a bank account that's just donatable by, by other people so that I can have some long hair sometimes and sometimes have blonde hair and sometimes have curly hair, I don't think that's a necessity for me as a functioning human. I think that's more of a desire that I have. Because I actually have hair growing out of my scalp, and I liken that to this same bed for um, for him. I do not think that it's appropriate to, have, whether you call it a love gift or a proof of God or a proof of obedience. I don't care what you call it. It's pretty much asking folks to buy you some stuff. When you're fully capable, if not more capable than a lot of them, are to buy uh, much, much more than that. I mean, you have several homes. Um, I can't see, I can't see the validity of doing it. And if it wasn't an issue, why y'all take it off the website? Like, why was it such a bad thing? Maybe it wasn't thought through enough. Maybe this was the wrong approach. Maybe you should have sold some cheap place. I don't know. I just think that it is very telling when people can co-sign for one thing so strongly. Like we're going to help our pastor get him a jet, but in the same breath not understand that the person right next to you on the bench may need 
some money just so that they can eat or some gas money just to get back home. Um, but they're begging and they're not trying. But this the, the, the head of this movement is trying to upgrade his jet. I mean, I, I can't help but say it that way because it's the way that I see it. I would I would think that anybody who is moved of God to move on anything or to represent a move of God would make capability and and, and preparations for that. Maybe the jet blew out because you need to start flying first class instead of trying to fly and compete with all the rest of the pastors. Maybe that's the, maybe that's it. I, I just don't know. I, I have, you know, no, um, I'm not denying the empathy or sympathy of their being human as well. I think that the preacher and the pastors um, over movements are human beings too. I think it's very hard for them to even be uh, fallible, which we're all made like that, but for them to make a mistake becomes uh, an event when for me it was just a mistake because I don't have a call of God to instruct people. But when you do say that you have a call or a move of God to do certain things and you don't do them in that fashion, um, you are actually putting ties to yourself on your head for the vulnerability of those souls. It's like blood on your hands. I was talking to a friend earlier and talking with him about the whole, um, you know, I work in the medical field, and just your name by itself. Like, I got an issue with you being a prosperity preacher, and your last name is Dollar. Like, it just, it just, it feels odd. If I were a gynecologist and my last name was Ovarian, this is kind of weird. I would have chose to do something else. But if you say it's the move of God, I don't think that it would, it it, it makes sense in, in in the spirit realm or the intuition realm or any other realm to to. Uh, make such a misnomer of intention um, like that. Um, I also know that the scriptures of what he believes and what he has said also shows um, how you're supposed to be a spokesperson for your deity, for your God force, for your energy force. I believe in Jesus and God. I believe in them. I believe, and it's not more than one, I believe in the entity that had the trinity of experience for us. That's what I believe in. And people, they'll eat me up about how I said that, that now I'm Catholic because I believe in three different people. But what I'm saying is what I do believe in, I can actually, I can pull it back to a place where I study it for myself to make it assured with how I'm practicing. It is a constant happening for me, and anything that doesn't, I'm not saying I have to agree with it. I have to be able to support the why I'm doing something. And I just feel like if 38% of your congregation is living below the uh, the poverty line, you should have you shouldn't even part your mouth about anything extra. 
like a jet. I mean, the sheer numbers of members that you have with them giving 50% would take care of you and another whole family with the way that you're living. The house that you live in right now in Georgia looks like a small community college. I've never for the life of me understood why pastors have to have such lavish homes when they usually have very small families, but I think it has to fit the bill of who their status is. That's just me. I'm not saying that's what Creflo Dollar is doing. I'm not saying what any pastor does. I've never even seen my pastor's home, but I know he's a really humble person. He does not give me the experience, nor have I experienced any of that grandiosity um, in him, so which is why I am able to be in a flock under him. But I definitely make my own decisions about what I'm doing because this is a contract. When you talk about a church, you're talking about a contract between yourself and a higher being with a negotiator who happens to be your preacher. And see, black people get that so mixed up. Instead of taking care of your spiritual um, need, they get fall in love with the man or the pastor or the mover of this word or whatever, and they start to just deity him. You make idol of the man, and like you, I just at the end of the day, I I refuse to believe that I will feel conflicted like that if this is somebody that I trust. Would you marry someone that you didn't trust that their agenda was pure? Would you trust that if you needed something to happen that you wouldn't, you know, have some level of understanding of negotiation? Okay, now I'm going to give you all of my chicken. What we're going to get from it is like I just need to understand that just blindly giving and blindly asking, and it's so sad because people do it all the time. I saw, uh, not on this topic, but I saw a lady who had, Wired her life savings overseas to a man that she never knew. She did that because of the promises and the intentions and what she felt like was going to be the give back for her in, in exchange for money. And so you can't, when you understand the love and relationship and all the stuff that she was anticipating can't be bought, she should have said, Oh my God. I can stop, you know, wiring this money to this person because that is not going to equate to what I'm looking for. People go to the church looking for so many different things, and they can't even tell you what that is. So until you know for sure why you're going, I'm not even sure why some people go, um, then you can stay at home for that foolishness you're going for. You go in there to um, pay an offering that you don't have, uh, give it begrudgingly when the Bible explicitly says to give it cheerfully. It says, you know, give me my tithes first and, and not last. And it says go out and tell other people about the good news, and all you do is go to church and be mad because you there. Snatch around through your purse and throwing your money in the thing because you don't want to give it. And when you leave there, you're the exact same miserable, upset and confused that you were the next time that you gather. It is not meant for that. Again, the church is not the building. It's the functionality in between the walls. It's the people. If I told you to function at a bank like that, you would look stupid just trying to talk to the teller instead of the person who works 
to tell her. Instead of, you know, trying to have a conversation or understanding between a machine that's not working or a vault that's locked rather than the person who has the keys to the vault understanding how, how this mechanism works. And the church is no different than that, but people get so confused because it's religion. And I think the other reason why is people don't like to be instructed on how to govern themselves. Like, um, it's kind of sad, but it's obviously necessary because we have it in all different other places in our life. And I like to always make comparisons to other things that we don't have any issue with, with complying with. For an example, if you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, you know, you, you got high blood pressure. I'm going to need you to de-stress. I'm going to need you to stop eating this, 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 and that. Um, and your blood sh- pressure should recover. Your headaches should go away, blah, 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 blah. Without even knowing what's in the field, we'll go and fill a prescription, change the diet, and totally expect that our blood pressure is going to lower. We even sign paperwork when we get hired at jobs saying that I am of sound this, this, and that. Understand if I work this number of hours and they turn in this number of hours for me, that this amount of money is going to go electronically in my check. I ain't even got to see it. I'm just going to look for some numbers on a piece of paper or some numbers um, to show up in my account on a certain day. And we totally, totally expect for that to be. But for some reason with the church, we need proof of this and this and that. And we blindly trust the the box that it's in and don't ask any questions of the people. But I guarantee you if you go to that your website and look for your money and it's not there, you're going to find out who I need to talk to. I mean, it's just automatic. If you go to the bank and they say, oh, we don't even know who you are, Empress, this account has zero dollars in it when you know you to put some money in there, when you understand the process of how it works. And the church is no different. This is just the blind. I don't think Creflo Dollar is blind. I think Creflo Dollar is a business person, and he understands and comes from an era and a, and a set of people and a mindset where I can pull it and tug at the hearts of these people even if they ain't got no money, that they'll give me what they can because they have attached that to the expectation that prosperity means God blessing and God is going to show up in their lives. Now, even if they do this for umpteen years, and every time I preach this sermon of hell and hot water, they're going to continue to sow in it because their hearts are so good. And I think that's negligence. I think that's criminal. I think if you did it on a corporate level, just like a pyramid, you tell people, okay, if you give me your money, I watched a show online the other day about this very thing, targeting these elderly people who have life savings, whose money is not tied to any other governmental or anything. It's just theirs, like they're getting these retirement checks, and it's constant. Instead of those monies going into their retirement, they trick these little older people to think that they're going to get ends on ends on end, and money and money and money is going to keep coming. And they have that money electronically forwarded over to these fake accounts, and it ends up just being free money with no reservation about how these people's provisions are going to be taken care of. And just like that is so wrong, this with the tag of I am the Lord's uh, Savior's uh, spokesperson is even the more wrong. I mean, I don't see how anybody could sleep at night when they 
do this to people, and they do it in a way that's uh, covered under some conspiracy like it's the church. It's not right. It is not fair. I will not co-sign it. Um, I will not say that I have ever been um, a participant in or under an authority of any church that I felt like functioned in that way. And if I felt like they functioned in that way, I'd leave. There's a church here in the area that I used to go to when I first moved here, and it had the emotions of a church family and the truth. And um, we're going to try to heal this And, you know, we're going to try to work with you To instruct you When it all came down to numbers It was constantly about keeping up with other things And see, when you search out to know the truth of things It will come to you Like, you ain't got to do a whole lot Just sit back and watch This same pastor Who's telling me to conduct myself like a church a, 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 um, A child of God Got mad at his wife and went and beat her up on her job and didn't apologize for it. That's all it took for me because I know that the vessel that is used of God ain't damaged that way to function in a way that's going to damage the, the outcome. Like the whole purpose is to save people from themselves and from life and from situations. And you the pastor beating people ass. Something's wrong with this ministry. I can't go. Or if you're stealing money from people, I know another church, and we ain't going to say no names, but I know another church who tricked people into giving them money that was supposedly for the church, and it went into their private account. And that person is so afraid to speak out against this move because it was kind of under the cloth. But a thief is a thief whether he got on a toga or whether he got on a church road. And if it is what it is, like you can't make you can't make this stuff up. God doesn't function like that. And once it becomes extremely confusing, that too is written in every book of of of, of spirituality or higher belief. In my Bible, it says God is not a God of confusion. It's very, I mean, it's just really plain. And if you, and something you cannot explain, but you should not be confused. Being confused is different from not understanding. Being confused is not understanding. Confusion means that you thought one way and then it changed from that under those same directions, under those same circumstances, you get a whole different answer. That's confusion. I don't know means I don't even know what two parts to put together to try to create a question of things. And um, I, I can't reiterate any any stronger that um, you if you're if you're not mature enough to know how to separate the message from the messenger. Like some people have that to say, I'm not. I, you can't tell me nothing. Because I know what you do, or I know what your past was, and I know what you used to say, and and this and that. And that doesn't make it not true. This man may, if he gets this jet, he just got it. If he doesn't get the jet, he doesn't get the jet. But that but has very little to do. He's saying like it's for personal use. That's what's kind of silly. I'm sorry for jumping in, but I'm just saying, are you you're saying like no, it's for no, personal no, use? No, 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 no. 
But this is my point. If you, but if you're buying it for a person, and his, if he conducts business out the freaking country, he can't drive his car. Regardless of what mode he's taking and what, I mean, for some reason, I think people think that they. I'm just saying, right now, it sounds mm-hmm. like it sounds like he got to prove that what he do and everything he's doing is for his work, work for God, like work for the church, like all that belongs to the church. You know, I don't know what That's happens. What he said. To the That's exactly what he said. You know, but I don't know That's what, what happens if the church. That's what he said. This if the church, if a church was to. Like all the members say, man, I'm leaving this church all at once. I'm leaving this church and I want back everything that I put in there. They can't get that back. That was given to God, and what is that money worth? You know what I'm saying? No. Uh, Well, that's the thing. God God doesn't. But see, God doesn't even use money. God, God, the whole money issue, the tithe issue, the offering issue is just a commandment issue, and it's just a you you're being told to do a certain thing. So that you can right. understand government of self and discipline of right. self. So God don't care whether the engine blew out. He really don't care if the engine blew out or not, because if he wants you to get to another country and overseas, that's going to happen regardless of if you solicit for a, a plane or not. Just, because whatever it he says is just done. That sounds like it costs, it costs more mm-hmm. than the amount of the jet. Like the jet costs $65 million or so. Like, right, you right, right. The, the jet that he has you could, buy, you could buy two or three jets, right, with $65 million, right? Exactly, exactly. That's my point. The, when they put up the dim, the actual uh, description of the plane, what it cost and what it was, it was just really an upgrade from the plane that he had. The this was not to do maintenance on the plane. This was, this is, we going to go, if we going to ask the church to pay whatever we going to ask them to pay for this, this engine, we just going to go and buy us another jet. And if we going to buy us another jet, we might as well get this G360 that is the top of the line, which is what other, you know, and and, and, there, and that, that's what's so funny. Nobody has actually said, nobody has actually said what that, uh, who else is supposedly on these little groupings with him? We They haven't been able to verify anybody except for the people who are constituents under his ministry of, you know, these trips that he just has to go with other people to spread the word. The word being spread right now can be done for free on the Internet, but your choice is to fly first, greater than first class. I mean, it, I mean, it's to me. It's I, I just can't. I, it's just me, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying that just like it, the same way that I get to work at my little podinky job, Jay Z and them go to work, but they don't take the same. They don't get there the same way. They somebody drives them. You know, they always the circumstances may necessitate yeah. that. They always say that what's done in the dark What's done in the dark gonna come to the light. What? So now somebody blew a whistle, sixty five million dollars this side kind of speak. You know. 
Okay. So those type of repairs. So it's like somebody's like, now we need to take a examination into this man's life and what is he really doing with this money? I mean, he has a mega church. Who's trying to get that money? Like, if it's uh-huh. found that he he put money somewhere, does that money go back to the church, or does the government or the state seize that money as embezzlement? See, that's the thing. They have they have asked him to they have asked him to disclose his um to disclose his uh, income. Right. His financial They've asked him to disclose his financial well, records and everything, and he's need, always refused. Not now. He's always refused that. So you know, and, 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 and just in defense of some people I think that it had been yes, I see you, Dana, I got your line open. After I make this point you can make yours. I think that um it was intended for and I'm not saying biblically written or anything else, I think that it was just in essence intended that if a man said that he had been called and his life's work was supposed to be uh-huh. to deliver the word of God, that uh-huh. the rest of his working life, he wouldn't be exactly. able to work to literally for it. Yeah. But yeah. even but even in the Bible, but even in the Bible, even in the Bible, these disciples and people, they had jobs. Yeah. They had jobs a lot of before these, they became disciples yeah, and put their, their words down, I, and then they went and followed Christ. Mm-hmm. I know a few pastors. I know a few pastors now. They have their they have their own job aside from the work. I mean, they they work in you know double. They working for God and they working for man. You know, when when you mm-hmm. look at it. You know they have their. their mm-hmm. That's why they. That's why it's okay. They, you know, their church is so big. They're teaching and they're putting their people in the positions. Like there's a lot of churches that have programs that help their members find jobs. Like it's everybody in the in the mm-hmm. in, everybody in this congregation is gonna have a job. There's no reason for you to not be able to mm-hmm. have a job. So they work in with the people, so they right. better the lot the, the individuals within there. So it's it's understandable. Yeah, I, I I do understand your point, Dana. You're there, and can you hear me? All right, yeah, that was my boy Pat. He is been he is he is been filling in with me, and he hangs with me. And you know, I was gonna talk about you a little bit later, but I ain't gonna <laughs> I ain't gonna talk about you too bad. But um, I think that from Pac Man's uh, perspective he doesn't have A particular church body That he follows and he's understanding Just like me it just depends On what how this uh, Whole aircraft is going to be used And from what we know It's just kind of surface and the insinuation That this is, is that this is Totally being used for The ministry how, First of all how, how do you define the church And how would you weigh in on this particular uh, Topic Um. So I would define the church the way the Bible defines the church. I think that we, as we, as just as people, right, um, we look at things and we look at them just as people. We don't, we don't use uh, anything as a sort of like a ground or a rule or a, or a, a ruler, if you will, something to measure something against, but the thing about when you're talking about anything that has to do, I mean, if you're talking about Christianity, right? Um, if you're the, uh-huh. 
the book of Christians is the, the Bible, right? Bible. And so then whatever that anybody who claims to be a Christian, um, then whatever, you know, it's the, it's the guideline. It's, the, it's the, the guideline for life, the rule book for life, right? Basic, how they say it, mm-hmm. they call it basic mm-hmm. in, instructions before leaving the earth. That's the Bible. Right, and mm. so the, when wow. the Bible talks, you never heard you've heard that before. No, never heard that before. Oh yeah, no, no, I've heard I've, I've heard like a bunch of people say that. I was like, wow, I hadn't thought about it like that. Basic instructions before leaving okay. Earth. Um, but when the when the Bible talks about church, right, it identifies it identifies the church as people who are called the called out ones, right. And so it's like, well, what are you called uh-huh. out from? Uh-huh. You know, well, you're called out from the world. You're called out from sin, right? Um, and you're called out with uh-huh. a, for not just from something, but you're called to something. And that thing that you're called uh-huh. to is to be like Jesus Christ, right? And so that's why the that's why uh-huh. the the religion is called Christianity because it's based off of Christ. It's based off of Jesus Christ. And uh-huh. so, um, first off, um, unlike other, you know, a lot of other religions, you know, they'll say, well, the founder or the leader of this particular religion does this. And so we do what this leader says. You know, I used to, I, I, you know, I, 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 I'm, I appreciate the life of, of Malcolm X, El Hajj, Malik El Shabazz, and I, I'm a fan of him because that brother, whenever he found something that he, that he learned to be true, he did his best to order his life accordingly, right? And so this is a real quick sidebar. Uh-huh. While he was a member of the Nation of Islam, whenever he spoke, he would say, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us this. He would go on to say, he would, you know, speak some more, and then he would say, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us this. He would say, well, these people want you to do this, these people want you to do that, but the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us this. Okay, so if you look back in, in, in the Bible, even Jesus did something similar. He was like, look, I only speak the things that I've heard my father say. I only can do the things that my father has shown me. And so at the end of his, at the end of, uh, towards the end of his life, he's like, look, when I leave, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is going to bring to your mind whatever I've taught you. Right? Whatever I've taught you, that's what he's going to bring back to your mind. And so he's going to give you of myself. And I've only been giving you of the Father uh-huh. stuff, right? And so uh-huh. if, uh-huh. If, if someone is following the teachings of the Bible, the Bible teaches that it, the next person in line is you. So the Father gave to the Son, the Son gives to the Spirit, and the Spirit gives to you because the, the Bible teaches that, it, that your body, our bodies, are the temples of God. Not only the temple of God, but it says more specifically in one place the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so, then in that case, 
I'm only as a Christian that I'm only supposed to be doing and showing what the Holy Spirit is showing me. He's only going to show me what Christ showed me. Christ is only going to show me what the Father has shown him, right? And so, okay. if as leadership, right? Leadership in a Christian uh-huh. church, if that's what it is, a Christian church, they should, number one, be following the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is following uh-huh. the leading of Christ, which is following the leading of the Father. Now, the, the, the good thing about that is, is that there's a record of what Jesus Christ did. There's history. It's flat. It's right. flat out. It's like, who did this? This is the kind of life he lived. This is the kind of character he did. And so if leadership isn't following that, if they're not following Christ's example, well, then, then it's like, well, well, what are you doing? That's why, I'm, that's why I say okay. uh, what's, in, what's in question is his work. You know, what are you doing with this money? Like, why are y'all coming? I mean... They don't really want to bring it up because then they're going to ask the Roman Catholics, hey, really, why, what are y'all doing with all that money? Like, because they got a lot, too. Uh-huh. They running a lot of stuff with the money. They got they a whole lot of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. So it's like, you know, you ask the question about us, we got to ask the question about you, and now we're going to ask the question, what is the uh-huh. purpose of gathering all these things? What is it used for besides God's work? And, you know. Well, see, that's the thing. You guys are asking legitimate, the legitimate questions, and instead, I think collectively, what most people do is they just highlight the issues. Because as soon as this broke, instead of saying, "Why is he so, you know, like what's going on about this jet? Like, why do you need? Why do? What is this jet being used for?" Immediately, it was about cargo. And, you know, we needed to have safe travel. They even brought up the other pastor whose cargo-weighted jet crashed um, probably not two months ago. I think it was maybe two months ago. Lost his whole family and his whole staff. So there's a legitimacy behind it. But that that was even alleviated as an issue because none of the travels that he's had has had to do with that type of delivery. It was always about him and other people. So it was just, it it was, and when that arose, they took the whole thing down, but they haven't relieved the congregation or anybody else for, uh, you know, know, not, not wanting to feed into that movement. I think it's evident that you guys understand separating the message from the messenger. And the last question I ask the both of you before we go, does it matter? And maybe that's not the way I want to say it, but that's all the way I can think of to say it. If the message is absolutely correct and sound and you can you can rationalize or believe it as a God sin or as the possibility of a, of a higher purpose, if you can believe the message, do you have to accept the messenger that it's from? Let's start with you, Pat, and then we'll go to you, Dana, and then we'll go Empire in the show. Pat? Uh, 
I was I was preoccupied at the moment. Please give me a second. I'll, let me go second. Okay, um, Dana, go ahead if you can. If you can answer that, do you pref- do you think that the message can come through a faulty messenger? Well, so I'm I'm going to say two things. Um, there's a, a okay. preacher that I've listened to um, who um, has had a lot of good things to say, and I'll never forget um, something he said uh, years ago. He said it years ago, and it was like if he said if a man, and this is he probably said this about maybe ten, fifteen years ago. He said if a man walks through that door, walks down. Down, all the way down the aisle in the middle of service, and he's wearing a dress, and he mm-hmm. begins to speak the truth. It's going to be mm-hmm. the truth anyhow. It's going to be the truth, and mm-hmm. it, that particular thing doesn't. It, it doesn't matter who it is that says that tells the truth, as long as it's the the truth. Now. That's the first thing. The second thing is that in the Bible it talks about it talks about how we are uh, or Christians are living letters written and known of all men. And it's like, yeah, some people will never, some people may never read the Bible, right? Uh-huh. But Christians lie. And so if it if it goes to the the, the quote unquote rank and file Christians' lives, how much more a Christian leader? If a Christian's life is supposed to be available to be known and read of all men, so that anybody who looks on them is able to discern that they're a follower of Christ, they're one of God's people, uh-huh. that should be the case. Uh-huh. And so if that's, again, the quote-unquote rank-and-file church member, how much more important is it that uh-huh. leadership, pastors, evangelists, apostles, bishops, how much more should they, uh-huh. how much more should they also um, be able to be looked at and their, their behavior, um, which is, Often all we have to look at Their behavior be above reproach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually quoted from the scripture I know there's a scripture that says it Because it says it in those exact words Is that there's a certain level of reproach That he can't He can't, He has to if, if if that's the place That you're going to set yourself Like you And I used to have an issue with People not allowing uh, ministers and pastors to have fault, but actually the scriptures actually charge them to live better than because you are the book for some. You so just like you said, some people are never going to pick up the book. So if you set you, you didn't set yourself up to do some work that if he sent you, you're going to be prepared for it. So it's not a worry. Uh, Pack, are you able to chime in now, or should we just catch you the next go? I've been, I've been listening for a second, and, and I just heard you say something, and I wanted to know. You said the scripture uh, charges uh, ministers to live better than, or I mean, better than as far as 
uh, financially, or you talking about better than as in like living no. the life, doing the no. right, doing, when everybody else is wrong, mm-hmm. you don't, don't do the right thing. Right. Doing the right thing. Well, the thing is, is that the, the scriptures are speaking totally from a behavioral, has nothing to do with money, has nothing to do right. with stuff. Actually, it says to leave all of that stuff aside, and the things that you need and will and will uh, desire will be added to you because you're just doing the work. It says that. I can't ever quote anything verbatim, but I have a great understanding of what I have read, what I have been taught. Because when I didn't understand, I had to go search this thing out for myself. But, yes, it says that if you, it actually says, and we were talking about this earlier, Dana, um, I, I, I do remember the, the going verse. To be the, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Say the verse if you remember. So it's like it, it basically says, it says, seek you first the kingdom of heaven. And all of these things shall be added mm-hmm. unto you. And so in the context of the conversation that Jesus was having, um, you know, he's like, look, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear, because these are things that that all the world worries about. Right. Don't worry about that. He's he's mm-hmm. he's like, look, your father in heaven um, makes the grass and the flowers pretty. Right. He also, mm-hmm. in another place, mm-hmm. says that, you know, they charge, what was it? Um, they charge what it what amounts to a penny for five birds, mm-hmm. right? And he says, God mm-hmm. values you much more than that. So he says, don't, don't focus mm-hmm. on getting, getting clothes. Don't focus on even getting food for yourself. But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all of these things will mm-hmm. be added to you. It also says that if you, um, and, and I always say it in just layman's terms, this is not how it's quoted in any scripture, but it says if you intend to be a, a governing body or a representative of my words, then you are going to have to be able to exemplify that in your regular walk. So in essence, if you can't handle your own house, your own things, and your own ways, you know, you know, I need the example of me, which is a perfected one. So if you if if you gonna teach to me about uh, taking care of your wife and you cheating on the one that you got, you I'm, it, it doesn't add up. It's not gonna be a, a success. Even though that's the truth, it's not gonna be a successful example of taking the place of being in the in the of the cloth, so to say. It says that if you can't, you know, they have songs that say it's sim- similar, even gospel songs, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep my own mind, and people have taken that to, can't nobody tell me that because everybody's faulty, so I'm just going to be crazy just like you crazy. That's not what that means. It means that when you take the charge of being responsible of somebody else's personal self-exploration uh, to find uh, that spiritual Awakening because we are not. We say this every week in a different kind of way. Everybody got their skin, hair, nails, uh, teeth, and all of that other stuff, but the inside of us is really 
the essence of who we are. It's why we funeralize all of this external stuff we already know don't last. But when you say, I'm going to help you fix that part of yourself that's going to leave that fleshly part of yourself later, and then all you do is exploit the fleshly part of it by give me your money, give me some $300. I know you poor, but give me your $300 and I'm going to get my jet. Or if you do this in the name of God, then he's going to smile on you. You know, and then you misuse those monies because it does say that you're supposed to follow the instruction, but it it doesn't say blind. It it doesn't say be blind. It says even a lost sheep, and it's another uh, scripture that I'm going to misquote kind of. Uh, when a shepherd has sheep, he's not worried about all of the people, all, all of the sheep that's around each other. Those, they follow each other. They do pretty much the same as each other. It's the one that's kind of straggling, that's not really clear on where to go. That's the person, that's the guy, the person that's supposed to be there. And, like, right now everybody's talking about Carlo Dollar and his $65 million jet that he want to get. Okay, he probably has got plenty of money to go and get it, but that money set aside for something totally different. If you think that, God is placed on your heart to give it. And if God actually tells him that this is the way to go, it wouldn't be a pushback. It wouldn't be a begrudgingly give. It would be one of those cheerful givers that is written. I've never heard of the Bible being explained as the basic. uh, I, I wrote it down. Let me write. Let me read it. Correctly, and I got everybody on mute, so I know you're probably saying it right now, Dana. But we down to 15 minutes, and my tongue getting tired because I've been running off at the mouth. But I said that it said the the acronym. Well, it's not an acronym. The word Bible. The word Bible is the basic instruction before leaving this earth, and it's like it's weird that people all know that. It's almost miraculous that we come in and that we're going to leave and that there's very little believable account from some people that there is something other the side of this human body. But then when we who do believe and can't really understand and need the guide from the person who says that they're charged by God to help you find that understanding or guide you in your finding the instructions on how to govern yourself, when they misappropriate any of those resources to you get into that, they have actually put blood on their hands. And I I said this when I was having a conversation with Dana that this is not um, me trying to bash the church because I think it is a legitimate place of refuge that used to be there for us to at least be able to be common. We were, we would at least come there and gather there and be able to leave the worries of our world and our regular day-to-day life, in-and-out life, and come and hear from someone who has those same struggles that we have, but they are able to personalize it and break it down and show the relevance or even sometimes the side-by-side parable of what the disciples and everybody else wrote down in this book um, we call the Bible. 
And it, that's what I was going for. Like, some people now, I think they just go because they feel like if they don't, they're not going to get credit for going. Or I've even heard guys say, I go because the cutest girls are there, and you know they're probably not slip buckets. I've heard that. I've heard women say, I really want to have a husband, and I want him to understand that I believe in God or that I believe that this is a part of myself that I can't, and I that I have to have in my mate. When people go to the gym and don't even work out, people go to the bank and ain't got no money. So you're going to trust all of this just by the building. The church is not the building. The church is actually you. And until you gravitate and understand and and, 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 and absorb that, you're going to constantly have an issue with the church. I'm needing everybody to understand that it's up to you, it, and, and ain't nobody going to put you in no headlock. I love saying that because <laughs> I can imagine if Jesus was a mean person, like if he was trying to get you to understand, like some people just act like they just ain't going to even get it. He is not going to put you in the headlock. The preacher is not going to put you in the headlock, and ain't nobody going to make you accept that you have to answer to something bigger than yourself. And once you realize the insignificance that you really are in the totality of the universe, the little bit that you do do and the little bit that you do interact with should have some level of purpose. It takes you almost half of your life to realize that, and by the time you find out, it's gone, gone, you'll be fine. So that's why I am. But from this forward, what I am determined to do is to fight for what is important for me, to believe what is important for me, to attest and to question things that don't fall right within the spirit that is in, in me. Like, I got one, too. Everybody has one. And I have a discernment for self and for something bigger than just me because I know I'm going to live for just a little bit longer. I'm going to have to leave here and and then I, I put it like this to some people who don't believe in God. You know, they don't believe in church, they don't believe in nothing, you just as energy or whatever they say. Okay, what what would be so wrong to practice with the level uh uh self government of of morality and structure and be wrong and still have lived a good wholesome life rather than just being wilded out and just cray? Like what's wrong what's wrong with you going ahead and just taking the chance that, okay, Okay, is it maybe this is not, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. We do it with everything else in our life. I'm not sure that this is the right size for my body this size and my body size up. Or I'm not sure that this is a particular flavor that I'm going to like, so I'm going to buy a mini of this one and a mini of that. Like we would take chances on everything except for the most important thing of ourselves, which is who we are on the inside. It's our spirit. I'm fight. I don't know about you, but I am.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.